What's up? What's up? This is GNT. Today we have some great topics. Memory of Muhammad Ali. T-Mobile is giving away stock to the customers. Apple is dropping a new 5K screen. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives. Geek Nerd Tech. Say what? Say what? Welcome to GNT, Geek Nerd Tech, the show where we break down geek and nerd culture from a black and brown perspective. I have a good, great, great person on the show today. Jerome Daughtry, my man. Yes, What's sir. good? Yes, Welcome. Sir. Yes, sir. Man, I'm happy to be here, man. It's been forever. Man, finally got you up here, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, though. How's the day treating you? It's been a good day. It's a little gloomy out here in L.A., but everything, everything's good. Okay, there yeah. it is, man. So um, we'll, we'll get into some topics for today, but I want to introduce the, our audience to kind of what you do okay. and the brand that you're building, Hope & Hustle. Right. So we'll definitely touch that later. But first off, man, um, we have this topic um that Google has found a way to make music with artificial intelligence. Right, but speaking of music, this original Dead Presidents is the coldest man, track of classico, all time. right? Classic, man. Classic. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But yeah, that, that's interesting because I've seen that. I mean, when you think about how music is being made nowadays, it's a, obviously a big cultural shift because people are losing some of the musicality. Like some of the biggest artists in music are DJs who right. are using laptops and, and things to create music. So it's not really the same, but I think we have to appreciate where it's going. Right. And, I, you know, if you listen to the track that Google made, it's, it's simplistic, but it's mind-blowing to know that a human didn't make that composition. Exactly. You know, so it's crazy. So for, for you guys out there listening, Google has has this thing called magenta where essentially an ai is able to learn various notes of of, of of a musical scale and learn different patterns and sequences and put together its own sequence yeah and so what it's done is put together kind of like a well how would you describe the music yeah I, it almost sounds like a sega game <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you guys are like the final boss of a Sega game and like like the composition almost like 8-bit. Got you. But, um, but, but you can see where it's going because right. it has a melodic element to it. Absolutely. So you can see that with time and obviously as the hardware develops with the software that is going to be incredible. Right. So do you think that this is something that will diminish the value of music to have a computer essentially have the ability to be able to create music? Do you see that as a positive or a negative? Uh, I think it's a positive. Anything with that advancement of technology in me is positive. But I think that when you combine someone like with the genius of Kanye and okay. you give him this paintbrush to create new Let's music go. with, then I think that's when you know you really see how it can be used. Right now you just have a, what it seems like some engineers pushing play and seeing what happens. But when you put it in the hands of some of these you know masterminds of music, I think you'll really see where it can go. Man, I, th I think a lot of people would disagree with that though. In terms of like the musical purists that say, right. hey, like even the people that think that having an MP3 or having a digitized right. form of music is already diminishing the value of, of music creation and music consumption. Right. Like now you're saying that a computer is creating the music. Right. Like so so how does that how does that like big up the, the person that spent their whole life learning how to play right. an instrument, learning how to play the keys, learning how to play a bass. Right. Now a computer can do it in, in literally 30 seconds. Right. I think that's kind of like, ugh, like that makes no, me feel I weird. Get, I get, I get how it, it can make you pull back because you're kind of wondering, like, you know, this is how we've always done it. But rock and roll at one point was a new form of music that people okay. said, "What is this? This is not how we have always done it." Hip hop was a new form of music; it's not how it's always been done. So I think it's just the next step. You know, it's it's the 21st century step into music, and I think it should be welcome. Okay, I hear yeah. you, bro. I hear you. I'm, I'm so now, now, now you could now you could say you're a musician now because <laughs> you have an AI backing you. <laughs> Straight up. All right, man. Well, that's cool. Um, so Uber, I, I'm sure you're familiar with yes, Uber. Yes, I'm an Uber, not Lyft guy. Man, I just read an article the other day saying that 
Uber is the most is is the is the number one startup in terms of its valuation right. in the world. Right. It's valued at almost sixty three billion dollars. Yeah. And they just got a three point five billion dollar investment from Saudi Arabia yeah. to have more uh penetration in in that country well specifically in that country and so what do you think about that because i guess the topic at hand is in saudi arabia women don't have as many rights as men and one of the things they can't do they're not allowed to drive right right? so how does and, and what they've been fighting for is to have more equality in terms of you know various things that they can do and having a such a large the biggest one of the biggest companies in the world come into that country now right. it kind of like shuns them from having that opportunity yeah obviously oil is one of their biggest products right. and now this could be something that's explosive for the economy but women can't participate right right what's your thoughts i mean well as far my, my thoughts on uber i do think uber is an incredible company and it's interesting that they do this play because i don't think uber's end game is to have as many you know people sign up to be drivers i think they're trying to control the auto industry from financing to to ownership to you know taxi cab service so it, as it relates to saudi arabia i mean it's it's tough because without going too far into politics and saying you know how they run their country like I get it from Uber's perspective, like get it everywhere you can, but it, it does, I mean, as an American and as someone who advocates for women's rights as well, it sucks that, you know, they can't be part of something that's iconic in, in history in the making. I think it super sucks. I think that a company should have more corporate responsibility. If they're gonna do business in a country, I they should it. have a they should have at least a, a bar which they say, this, this is our value. We're right. not gonna de- devalue our business just to make money. And I think like, because- But wouldn't the world be a better place if most companies Of course, sort of, of course. You know, but this is a new, this is a new company. This yeah, is a new right. company emerging with new technology. So right. they should have a different spirit a about it. A new standard you know? of way to do exactly. things. Right. I agree. I, I mean, agree. but I, my position is not that strong. I'll still continue to support Uber. Right. And I mean, I just think it's amazing in terms of their expansion internationally, like what they've been able to do in sh- such a short period of time. Right. But um, is it? Are you? We had this conversation actually a couple of weeks ago. Are you a Uber guy versus Lyft? One thousand. Tell me why. One, well, honestly, I think it's just because I was exposed to Uber first, and then I saw like the pink mustache and the gimmicky cars and I'm stuff. I'm just surprised like, me because I thought you would want Lyft better because it fits more to your your aesthetic, stop. you know. Stop, man, stop. You know, I uh, I I was using it first for a professional, like to get to go um, to different meetings and stuff when I was out of town for work, and so I was like, I can't pull up to this building <laughs> with the pink mustache in front of can't the whip. Like I can't do it. Okay. So ever since then, it, it's been Uber all the way. Okay. Well, that's what's up, man. Um, more power to Uber and more power to women's rights in Saudi Arabia and throughout Absolutely. the world. Um, but yeah, let's move on. This uh, there's this product called Zenbo. Um, they created this robot uh-huh. that is very similar to the, like the BB-8 in Star Wars. Yeah, Have you yeah, seen that? Yeah, yeah, I did. I see it. So this robot has the sophistication to be able to talk, listen, um, look up stuff. It moves. It's able to take pictures. It's able to right. do all sorts. It has a, an amazing functionality. It's like a tangible Siri. <laughs> exactly. Right. Is this something that you would purchase? It costs about $800. I don't think so yet, man. I mean, that technology, like as far as environmental recognition software and hardware, it's been around for a while. Nothing's been too impressive. Like a boy of mine has the Amazon Echo. It's supposed to be like the center of your household when you talk to it and stuff. Eventually, it kind of gets kind of gimmicky. You, you think know? so? I think it gets okay. a little gimmicky. It's just one of those things where I don't know if it's exactly there yet. Like virtual reality, like you put it on, you expect to be blown away by it. But then when you see it, you're kind of like, it's not all the way there yet. Okay. But um, I, I like the idea of it, and especially if it looked like the BBA, because that thing is dope. That thing is super fresh. It's super dope. Man. Yeah. I mean, but I, I, I foresee that maybe within the next five to seven years, 
this product would be more common than not. Agree. We'll have like Agree. some type of AI, some type of robotic built into our home that that we in, engage Absolutely. with and interact with, like right. just a person, you know. Right. And it's instead like, of, instead yeah, did of you ever play Halo? Of course. Yeah, Cortana, like, exactly. I mean, like Microsoft doing with Cortana, I, that, it's the exact, exact same thing. When that comes to life, that's going to be incredible. Man, especially when, like, the price point comes down, like, it's affordable. Right. Like, that's going to be crazy. You step into the house and, oh, meet my, meet my yeah, robot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't want to, like, name my robot, though. I wanted to have, like, if I could create a personality for my robot, so it's kind of like my boy. <laughs> like, yo, what's cracking? Like, that would be cool. That's what's up, man. I mean, I, I mean, this is off, off, uh, off topic, but we talk about all the time artificial intelligence yeah. and how we've kind of like in the last ten years we've been in this app space where you know you download apps and people develop apps and that's how you get your information. Mm -hmm. But now we're moving into a bot age where you don't have to type anything now. You just speak into your phone and, right. and the AI, the technology will find that information for you and speak to you like it's a human being. Do you think that that is the, the future wave of technology? Bot technology versus app technology? Hmm, that's interesting. I think I think so. I'm not exactly sure. I, I go back to examples like I use, uh, I have an Xbox One and I use my Kinect. And the Kinect was supposed to be the game-changing device for, for Microsoft. That's what set it apart from the PlayStation. And it's one of those things, too, where you use it and it's kind of like, is it exactly what it's supposed to be? So right. I think for conceptually incredible. But right now, it it's not there yet. So when you say, like, hey, order me a sandwich, and it's like, okay, I'm sending you to you know somewhere else. Like, right, right. It, that, that's where it kind of distracts you from what it could be. But absolutely, as the future, I'm, I'm sure we're going to become much less tactile gotcha. and, and very much so just speak it in and watch it come there it is from man. amazon there it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right man are you um i mean i know you have an instagram and twitter are you yes. on facebook yes i'm on, i'm still on facebook i'm one of like those old of dinosaurs yeah that <laughs> okay, has okay. my college email on facebook yeah i'm one of those so facebook um is actually doing a huge push into the the video game industry man. and what they're, they're making a huge power play with this in, in the sense that they're trying to have their API open to game developers right. where they can actually stream the the stream the live play onto your Facebook feed. <laughs> Like so, sort of like Twitch, sort of like YouTube, right? And so, I mean, those are the biggest competitors with um, the video game industry, and that's a billion-dollar industry yeah. in terms of the streaming element, right? And I know you're into video games. Yes, is this a good move for Facebook? One trillion percent. So, I mean, I remember I'm an old-school gamer. I used to play like Counter-Strike and Half-Life, like you know, 1998 okay. PC games. <laughs> and back in the day, you didn't get like obviously you didn't have these streaming services, so you would literally log on to the server as like another player. <laughs> and watch somebody else play. Got you. And so people want to This is your, your friend in Virginia, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, shout out to Demetrius, my boy. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, but yeah, that's what we used to do. Like, okay. we used to log in, we used to watch people play games, like, you know, so Twitch, Twi I, Twitch wasn't the first, right. but Twitch is the biggest. Absolutely. And so, you know, YouTube came into space as well. It makes natural sense. That's where most people are for, on Facebook. I'm interested to see how obtrusive it's gonna be on your timeline. What do you mean? Like on your timeline, okay. the way that, that Facebook's UI is with the, everything, all like I get live videos on my timeline right, right. right now as you're scrolling. I'm not gonna live and like uh, scroll and say I want to watch Overwatch right now. You right. know that's kind of like you know time that you uh, that you parse out. Got you. But um, I think I think it's absolutely the appropriate move for them. I, I think it's I, I think you have to get in this space or you're gonna be run over, right? One hundred percent. So I mean I think this is definitely a power move because think about it, Facebook has over 1.2 billion, billion users like billion around the world people right. play video games right and, and it's all these moms playing farmville <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes sir i mean 
Go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I think I think it's dope. But one thing I haven't really figured out is how do the players monetize that streaming? So right, so because you can you can monetize on Twitch. Right, you can monetize from people coming in and viewing you at a mass level. But one thing, I mean, this is a shout out to all, any player that's advanced out there. I would do coaching sessions. I would say, yo, huh. you get like the password to my Facebook, and I'm gonna show you every strategy I use in, in every match and okay. monetize that way. But so so opening up that world to these players where before they didn't really have that. It, it's that's a very it's good point because if I have Twitch and YouTube as an option for monetization right. and Facebook's not offering me anything, why would why? I use it? You know why? Like for what? Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's a great point. Actually, I yeah. hope they they ad adopt that or build that into into their their live stream. Right. You know? Great point, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got to pay some bills, man. Um, have you heard of Chapman University? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's located in Orange County, mm -hmm. California, 16 yep. miles from the beach. It's a little bit over 30 miles from Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's minutes from Disneyland and the Angel Stadium. Um, it's tree-lined, 75-acre campus. It's in the heart of historical city of Orange. It's about 8,000 yep. students that are enrolled there in undergraduate and graduate programs. They're best known for their programs in film and television and business, science and technology, education, health sciences, and the arts. They got the whole thing. That's the whole shebang. The whole shebang. So with 10 different schools and colleges and more than 100 different majors and programs, there's literally something for everyone to mm -hmm. do. Um, in terms of free time, there's tons of stuff to do on campus and off. They're close to two, 200 clubs and student organizations there. When you were in college, were, were you involved in an organization? Man, I was involved in almost every organization. There it is. Al, shout out to Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Well, Chapman got a grip of them. So yeah. it's a comprehensive university that still provides personalized attention for all its students. The classes are small and intimate. The student-faculty ratio is 14 to 1. Ooh. There are literally dozens of opportunities to study abroad for short trips or for an entire semester. Um, but here's the best part 86% of students benefit from some sort of financial aid Pop it. so you don't have to pay for all of it yourself right <laughs> I mean cuz man college yo, education is not is cheap of, yo, can someone disrupt can someone disrupt <laughs> like college tuition fees or something man, I'm serious so for more information check out chapman.edu slash information that's chapman.edu slash information hmm. Chapman University man yeah I, I went, think, to, I I went to Cal Poly we we're very familiar with Chapman. absolutely yeah well, anyway, um, let's move on and uh, proceed, man. Are you okay. a big blogger? <laughs> I mean, consumption. Consumption. Oh, consumption? Yeah, consumption. I, all day. Okay. All, but you know what's funny? I recently switched to a vlogger. Like, okay. I watch YouTube and Got watch you. vlogs all day long. My wife will tell you, every time she walks in, I'm not watching TV, I'm probably watching a YouTube vlog. Okay. I mean, are you are, I mean, are you kind of like on BuzzFeed a lot or nah, yeah. not as much? Yeah, yeah I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on BuzzFeed or Huffington just to, you know, consume for the day. Got yeah. you. Well, man, this is an interesting story with BuzzFeed. They're taking, and we talked about corporate responsibility early, right. early in the show, but this is like a, a, a perfect example of, of, of corporate entities taking a stand for something. So Donald Trump obviously is the RNC candidate, right? right. They're saying that they're not going to take the ad deal that they established with the RNC because of Trump. They, wow. They're saying that Trump and some of the languaging that he's been using and mm -hmm. some of the things that he's been saying in interviews is like just... Like my African-American? <laughs> like, exactly. like, look at my African-American over exactly. there, that type of language? Okay. It's just as damaging as kids smoking or anyone smoking cigarettes. Wow. And so they're, they're drawing a line, line in this and saying, we're not going to have a relationship, a business relationship with you because of the damaging effects of Donald Trump. Wow. And until that changes... Like we no, are not no going to take any money from you. We'll cover. We'll cover your stories, mm -hmm. and we'll we'll give you that fair, equal opportunity to have your right. information. But we're not going to take any money from right. you. Right. So we'll give you a non-biased approach to as far as your content. Right. But we won't take your money to promote yourself. So my question to you is, as a corporation, 
do you think that this is the perfect example of corporate responsibility? Uh, I do think so. In, in context of what we talked about with, with Uber recently. And I also wonder if that was just an intelligent business play, knowing that millennials are, prob- are the, seem to be the most hesitant right. for Donald Trump. And so those are the people that are probably consuming the most BuzzFeed. So right. I'm seeing that it looks like BuzzFeed is kind of on their side. I think it's an intelligent play. Okay. Man, I mean, I, I kind of like this. I like I like the fact that right. a company from 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 the top is saying, and I think the president wrote a letter saying, "This is this, yeah. this 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 is my thoughts about it. This is why I think this is important. I'm gonna take this stance because I don't agree with it. Right. I don't agree that that this man is is, is pumping for poison, right. and I'm not right. gonna do business with you. Right? You know, so until until you that's change a, change your your dialogue, that's, that's a, a big, huge deal. That's a big deal because media. I mean, those media buys. That's that's where that, the money's that's at. That's everything. Yeah, that's everything. All right, man. Well, hey, I, I like your take on that one. That was pretty good, man. Yeah. Um, T-Mobile is giving customers a part of the company. You're, you're on T-Mobile, right? I am on T-Mobile, and I'm even happier now because I know what you're talking about. Okay. So what are we talking about, man? We're talking about T-Mobile Tuesdays. What's that? Yeah, T-Mobile Tuesdays. So I was on Twitter, of course, and I saw that Twitter was or that T-Mobile was posting that if you download the T-Mobile Tuesdays app, right. you'll get free stuff every week. And one of the first offerings that they had was a share. Okay. And so wait, I, wait, what do you mean a share? What a was share that? of the company. Like like, uh, a, like a, a piece of the company? Like literally you got like obviously it's a little micro piece, <laughs> but it's still one share. It's like okay. it's one share of the company. I like investing, so I was like, yo, I'm gonna snatch that up. So I downloaded it. Uh, they had a little problem with the app at first because okay. so many people were trying to do it. Right. But once you downloaded it, you got a share of the company, you got a free pizza. You oh, so those giveaways too? Yeah, every Tuesday. That's awesome. Yeah, so I think, I mean, T-Mobile is really trying to take a different approach to the cell phone industry, which I can appreciate. Service a little spotty. <laughs> but other than that, I mean. I mean, that business model is kind of crazy, that though. Like, insane. I'm not, I don't think I've ever read or heard of anything like that where they'll actually give a piece of the company to its customers. And then Man. and then I read it's offering, like, if, if, if you recommend me, right. you get another share. Right. And you can get up to 100 per year. Right. That's kind of sick. That's in, man. That's insane. That's better than getting like twenty dollars off your phone bill. You man. know, like that. that because the appreciation of T-Mobile, exactly. you're, that, that could pay off in the, in the future. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, and you can get up to a hundred shares. I, I really hope people take advantage of that because it's dope. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Well, you ain't you ain't gonna sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you got a smartphone, brother. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, you still on T-Mobile, bro? Come on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we getting shares. We got pizzas and stuff. I'll stick with T-Mobile for now. Okay. Okay. Um, are you a PC guy or Apple guy? I am an Apple. I, you know what's funny? I, I'm starting to say I'm an Apple guy, but in my heart, I've, I've been a PC guy. I think PC is always going to have a special place in my heart, but right now I'm an Apple guy. Okay. Well, you know us creatives. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're, you're, a, you're a, paintbrush, a paintbrush guy with a canvas. <laughs> well, anyway, Apple, man, they're about to drop a new uh, a, a new display, a new 5K display. Um, Yo, can we appreciate 4K? <laughs> like 4K hasn't even dropped. But I'm excited about this because, you know, obviously I work a lot with, with imagery and, right. and videos and all that stuff. And to be yeah. able to have, you know, a 5K display um, at my disposal, right. I think, would help my creativity. It would help my imagination. It would help my workflow. It would help everything. Right. I am an Apple guy. I have all, everything Apple. And I'm, I'm super excited about this, actually, because... Um, I think within the next couple of years, we'll see more 4K content. Right. And to be able to have the, the technology to be able to build that, you know, at my workspace, right. I mean, I think it's going to be pretty dope. So, But what's interesting about what you said is what you can build, but consumers aren't ready to consume. They're not? No. How many people have 4K displays that you know? 
So you can build That's as true. much 4K content as you want. If people at home don't have it to consume it, then it's going to be 1080. You know, that, it's going to be. True. It's just going to be just it, what they're used to. I mean, Netflix uh, shot House of Cards in 4K. Yeah, but you can and stream it. You can yeah, stream it if you but, pay yeah, for the but monthly. if you got your 32 inch Vizio from Walmart you're right. for 398, it doesn't then, matter. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so you're I mean, right. I I think that's dope. I think it's dope that you know, from an artist perspective, yeah, it's it's so fresh. But I'm wondering how does Apple say, okay, how do we get consumers ready to consume this this for this 5K? Right, content. but you could consume it on your computer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You could. And another thing about this 5K display is that, say, you had like a a computer that didn't have all the the nuts and bolts of say right. like a higher uh, a newer a newer a newer desktop. Right. Like you could hook up this display to your to your like whatever, and you have the best imagery. Uh, that's what I like about it because it has a low entry point. You don't mm -hmm. have to buy the whole system. You know what oh, I'm saying? It has, it's just a display. It's it not has the, that um that the independent GPU. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So that that's game changing. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's game changing because I mean you know just for people that have to. You know, first of all, general consumers that aren't building, that aren't familiar with, you know, kind of putting the Lego pieces together to, to put their rig together, to have the display have its own processing power. Exactly. That That is crazy. Yeah. You could take your laptop from the one that you have from 1997 <laughs> and plug that joint right in, and you're good to go. You can come over and work with Roman Sapphires. Hey, man, we'll see. We'll see. Anything to help me get over. That's funny. <laughs> yes, sir, man. So um, before I get out of the Apple conversation, are you going to, I mean, do you buy a new phone every year when it comes out, or are you kind of every other year? No, like, yeah, how do you I'm do one that? of those guys. I'm, I'm kind of cheap, so I'm one of those guys who kind of waits for the the after the S. So I'll go from the five to the seven, from the seven to the nine, like that type of thing. Gotcha. So I am waiting for the seven. Although the reports I read are saying that the seven is kind of going to be another one of those whatever right. type of years, and just then, like oh great, yeah, exactly. <laughs> one <And> more pixel <laughs> for real. Like how how much better can the camera get? Right. You know, taking snapshots of my you know, in and out, but. <laughs> It's supposed to, um, they said that the 8 is going to be the big uh, device uh, change in the sizing. Okay. So I, I'm I'm going to get the 7 just because this 5 is like on his last leg. It's like that old dog you want to put down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those, I skip a generation type dudes. Touche, touche, my man. What about you? I'm the same. I'm the same. Like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a consumer that will just hop and just buy everything. I like to, if it has like a, a major advancement right. or a breakthrough, then I'm like, yo, I got to grab that. But right. like, like you said, like most in the last few years, the, the advancement hasn't been like yeah. too, too like pushing me over, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's why that stock price is low key been going down too. Like it, it's, I feel like it's missing some of the innovation that was like the magic. Yeah. Steve was bringing to the game. Yeah, yeah. The magic that we used to have. Like if you look at their device layout, they all look like mini and bigger yeah. versions of the it's same kinda, thing. It's kind of becoming mediocre a little bit, right? I hate to say, say it. that, but it is. like I Unless they come with it. some like breakthroughs. Right. Like, uh, I don't right. know. Right. right. We'll see. I mean, the, what I'm hoping is that Samsung doesn't eat its lunch because Samsung is constantly innovating. Trying to innovate. Well, I mean, they have to. Right. Because, I mean, they're not, even though Apple stock is going down, they're still bringing in boatloads of money yeah, compared to anything, anyone else. Right. So, well, yeah, man. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, um, when you when you buy one for yourself, just you know, pick me up one I too. I got you. You got me. I got. I'll write you. I'll write it off. All right, straight I'll write up. write it off. Be on the charity. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you been keeping up with um, like the Zika virus news? You know, I see it. I'm not as I'm not too familiar with it. I just see that I see that a lot of people are afraid to go, you know, <laughs> to anywhere. I know, man. This athletes pulling out the Olympics. Right. All sorts of stuff happening, man. Right. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, anyway, I I heard that they have a they have this new breakthrough breakthrough where they found this protein that it actually inhibits the infection, and mm -hmm. specifically the Zika virus affects women in particular. Uh -huh. But they're they're saying that there's one protein that will inhibit the infection if you build more into your body. Like a human protein? Like yeah, it's, a human, it's already in your body, wow. but if you have more of it, it will it will pretty much 
the the effects of the Zika virus won't right. be um, as de destructive and, and um, detrimental to you. Wow. So I don't know if this is going to to matter for like the Olympics or for for people going over there, but I just want to get your take on it. What do you think? I mean, that's that's tough. I mean, if you put me in the Olympic Games for basketball, stop it right now <laughs> for basketball. I, I feel like it will be it will be hard pressed to get me not to go. Like you know, really? that's I mean, I'm representing my country. What else if you married with kids? And you, you, is your family coming with you? I mean, I don't I don't know. I feel like you, you the opportunity to represent your country, but I get it is opportunity to die too. You yeah, know, you your, your woman has it, and like the next yeah, kid you have, uh, like, that's you tough. Know? That's tough. I mean, but I think I think that the people people are trying to figure out how to fight it so i'd i'd feel a little like you know what i represent the united states maybe they protect me <laughs> you know when right, i'm trying right. to go out but yeah would you go i would go and i'm, I'm actually priming myself to go and working with the athlete that will be over there oh word. um and I, I think a lot of it is kind of like scare tactics you gotta think man the zika virus has been around since 1960s all over the world it's mm -hmm. in the united states there's been cases in the united states mm -hmm. and i mean the country of Brazil has over 200 million people. Like 200 million people don't have the virus. They right. live in the country. Like right. so. I mean, I think if it's it's got to be a smart traveler. You know, yeah. you got to know where you are, what locations you're, what the environment is, and just make good decisions. Right. You know I mean, saying? you don't want to go to to the favelas and be chilling. Exactly. Like, like, ah! Oh snap! <laughs> I got the joint now. So yeah, man. I mean, I mean, it's, it's something I'm definitely researching a little bit more as the Olympics approached so you, um, you said you're gonna go i mean as of right now it's it's a yes but that might change depending on you know more of the research and information that i get like right. if it seems like it, it could be too risky then i probably yeah. won't you know because i don't want to risk you know my family or risk my health you right. know so Do they have like a creative olympics or something like Stop like, it. like what would be your event like photoshop my event would be everything bro <laughs> okay everything imagination everything. artistry <laughs> <laughs> capital letters <laughs> Well, yeah, man. Um, this, I mean, it's kind of a great segue in terms of this next topic. Um, mm -hmm. It's this device that actually can diagnose malaria in five seconds. And malaria, especially in sub-Saharan Africa, is, is a, a, a gruesome oh disease that affects like 10 to 20 plus millions of people right. every year. Right. And I mean, there's no cure for it, but um, they do have preventative things that you right. can do to you know maintain your health. But this new technology is saying that it can diagnose it in five seconds to see if you have it, and then once you know that you have it, then you, you can, can get treat the help it. exactly. Right. Versus before, you might be walking around with it, sneezing on people, like right. passing you on the plane exactly. sitting next to me. I'm like, bro. <laughs> so I, I think this this technology is cool in the sense that you know it at least builds awareness, right? And so, yeah, I want to see what you thought about. Yeah, I, I look. I heard about that story, and I, it was some students that made uh, or that discovered the, or created this device, I should say. And so, first of all, it's the fact that students are thinking of solving problems like that gives me hope in America. Like, 100. If anything's going to make America great again, it's that. You know, young people trying okay, okay. to. Okay, Jerome Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said that, actually, but it's all yeah, good. Continue. So, uh, so, like, with students innovating like that, that's, that's encouraging to see. But, I mean... To be able to diagnose it in five minutes versus, you know, people that uh, never, never know that they have it and you're walking around till you get sick. But I, it's interesting because I believe the device costs like a hundred dollars. Right. right. So and it's just to tell you that you have. It. Right. So when you think that's kind of pricey, though, yeah, that's incredibly pricey. If you think about the the massive amount of people that are affected by it. Right. And how? Like, you, uh, how? And most of the people that are affected by it, by it are, are poor. Impoverished. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's what that's why I'm, I'm and it's not to knock the technology. Of course. I love the fact that the technology exists now. Right. But I do wonder how we're going to use that because it's so expensive. Well, 
I, I agree, but I think the more usage, the price point will come down. It'll scale right. down. So I think, I mean, there has to be some types of some type of subsidy or some type of maybe nonprofit that can come in and help. Right. Like, but I, I love the technology. Yeah, that's incredible, it's, dude. Yeah. It's the, and it's blowing my mind that students. Yeah. Like, that students said, you know what? Let's solve this problem. Exactly. Like, that's incredible, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. All right, bro, man. I, I really would love to get your takes on this, man. This was this was something that actually affected me kind of emotionally. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about this offline about how, you know, when Michael Jackson passed away, right. Prince passed away, we right. kind of felt certain things that yeah. were part of our childhood and part of, you know, a lot of memories the built everything, in. Everything, yeah. But, man, Muhammad Ali. Ah. Uh, the king, bro. The greatest. Man, the goat. The greatest of all time. Of all time. Man. That one hurt, man. Give me your takes, bro. That one hurt. Uh, that one hurt. I mean, it's not like I grew up watching him fight, obviously, but my dad, like seeing how much he meant to my dad. And it's not only like because he was his favorite boxer, but also just for what he stood for. Right. And anyone that can say, you know what? My principles matter to me more than money, more than this, you know, civic duty that you've, that you've put on me. Like that... It hurt. It just hurt to see someone that powerful, someone that meant so much to the people that look like me go. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I, I obviously wasn't around when Ali was fighting. I think his you last... Weren't? Stop it. I think his last fight... <laughs> <laughs> his last fight was in 82 oh, when man. I was two years old or something. I think it was in the 80s somewhere. Okay. But, man, Ali was such a cultural icon, mm. um, international um, icon, like a poet... Right. Um, uh, an activist. I don't think we'll ever see an athlete ever like him. Take that, that stand. That like would he be did? vocal. That will take a stand. No way. That will, you know, be committed to his principles. Right. That will be that will show the the braggadocio that he showed. Right. Show the bravado, like right. Community centered. Um, or maybe athletes like that, but not in the level of athlete that he was to be the no, he, the, like he the was greatest. the greatest. He was the greatest, the king, the greatest, the and willing to sacrifice his whole career based on what he stood on his for. Principles. Like, who's crazy. doing that? No one's right. doing that in no 2016. Way. No way. No athlete would do that. No way. And I think, I mean, to have him kind of as our example, as our example, as our prototype of what you could be, what right. man you could be as a celebrity, as an athlete, as whatever. Like I think that is very empowering, and I take that. I mean, one of my last companies, our 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 imagery was based, our brand imagery was right. based on Muhammad Ali. Right. Like, I mean, because he represented, you know, being great in the ring, but being great in the community too. You right. know what I'm saying? So, I think it's I think it's it's sad, but it's also empowering. You know, yeah, I mean, it's empowering too. And we talked about like how so athletes at that level may not be able to take the stands that he did, but that's not to say that you know the average Joe at your job, 100, can't take the stance that he did. That you can be empowered to say, you know what. I'm going to stand for my principles. More there it than, is. Great point. More than get this paycheck. Great or, point. Or, or get any other recognition. Great point. So let me swing this one by yeah. you. So why do you think that is, though? Why do you think the LeBrons, the Kobe's, the top dogs of the right. world would never take a stand for like Black Lives Matter or right. for for any or any any issue that is happening within the Black community, like education or you know prison industrial complex? Like why don't we right. have athletes? vocal about those things what's your take i mean it's hard to speak on any other person's intentions i can i can give my own speculation based on what i see and i would <laughs> i would imagine that it's because of the almighty dollar like you can see how fast sponsorships are pulled and and obviously the media controls your popularity and so media if they feel like you're not the person that they want to promote they pull back on that based off of what you're saying i mean that is to say that there is money in controversy as well but um, when you're taking stances, like, for example, like you talk about Black Lives Matter and someone takes a stance on Black Lives Matter, as soon as you associate yourself with that, they, that group, anything that they do reflects on you as well. 
So I don't know if I'd be as quick to say, you know what, I take a stance for this group and I have no control over what that group does. And so now that group can directly and indirectly affect everything about my life monetarily and, and representationally and I have no control over it. So I get it from their perspective, but at the same time with so many issues going on with the black community, like you said, education, and you talk about the prison industrial complex, those are those are issues that are longstanding, that are historically, you know, issues with the black community. There's, I don't think there's much risk in speaking out about it and saying, you know what, here's what we can do to fix this. Or like when NBA players go on strike, and say we want more ownership like that would be encouraging for the black community to see like you know what these players are saying you know what we need ownership and we need you know to be properly represented man great answer bro yeah okay so so you got a little smarts back there uh, i don't know something special about you a little smart. <laughs> <laughs> the principal of san kofi you taught me that well anyway long live ali um he'll definitely live in our hearts uh, and yeah. minds um, i'll show you how great i am man real talk straight up real talk well, small business owners, it's time to be honest about how you feel when you're dealing with your day-to-day -day admin work. Admit it, you can't stand it, it's a total grind. The truth mm -hmm. is, over five million small business owners feel exactly the same way until they discovered this company called FreshBooks. Have Fresh you heard books. of FreshBooks? FreshBooks, no, I don't know okay. about that one. Well, for those of you that haven't heard about FreshBooks, listen up. These folks are on a serious mission to help small biz business owners save time and avoid a lot of stress that comes with running their business. FreshBooks is the dead simple cloud accounting software that's transforming how small business owners handle their paperwork. Using FreshBooks to create and send an invoice literally takes about 30 seconds. There's no formula or formatting, just perfectly crafted invoices every time. And this is perfect for me Man. because there are so many times where I send an invoice and it takes the, the, the client like 200 million <laughs> days to pay me. <laughs> net infinity. <laughs> exactly, net infinity. So like this would probably be perfect for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, your clients can pay you online, which often means you end up getting paid a lot faster. There's a super handy deposit feature you can also invoice for a payment upfront when you're kicking off a project. Uh, FreshBooks can even show you whether or not a client has looked at the invoice Ooh. you've emailed Check because that's, that's why it takes so long because <laughs> exactly I send right. the bad boy and it's like, whoa, I'm like, like, you know what uh, I'm saying? Akili, junk mail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is only a fraction of what FreshBooks can do for you. FreshBooks has created a super intuitive tool that makes creating and sending invoices extremely simple. It's fast, all online with instant notifications. Plus, send automatic late payment reminders. And you can create custom branding to reflect your business. You might need this for your brand, my dude. Okay. You owe it to yourself to feel the full effect of FreshBooks on you and on your small business. Plus, if you have any questions, they have great customer service. It's absolutely fantastic. No robots, real folks, real That's people. That's what's up. They care so much that if you come for some reason, after four rings, someone from customer service can't pick up your call. Your call will be routed to all employees at FreshBooks, so you're guaranteed to get, get help. I like that. Whoa, actually. that's dope. That's very dope. For a 30-day free trial, just go to FreshBooks.com forward slash geek, G-E-E-K, and enter Geek Nerd Tech in the How Did You Hear About yeah. Us section. Once again, that's FreshBooks.com forward slash geek. Enter Geek Nerd Tech in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That Fresh is dope. Books. Okay. That is dope. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we are almost wrapping up, but I want to oh, ask you about some like geek and pop culture stuff, okay, man. Um, Pacific Rim 2. <laughs> is yeah. that on your radar yet? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm interested. I'm interested because the, the first Pacific Rim, I was, I was talking to someone about it too. I was kind of torn. Okay. I was kind of torn, but the second one, it's on my radar. Okay. Did you, I mean, did you not like the first one? I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I wouldn't say it just kind of like 50-50. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What, I mean, what, what were your takes about about it? 
like what could have been better or what what was what was what what didn't land for you i don't know it's it's something like it's something a special place in my heart with like big giant robots <laughs> with, with my power rangers it's, but um no it, it it's it was good it's just i i it didn't it was not something i'm going out like going crazy over or anything like that right okay i feel you how'd you feel I mean, I but visually I, stunning though. Vi visually, visually stunning. Crazy. I actually like Pacific Rim. I yeah. mean, I think I liked it better than Godzilla. I'll go That's on it. record saying that I think it's better than Godzilla. Well, you know, and, and I believe uh, Guillermo did the first Pacific Rim. He's yeah. dope. Very dope. He's the so dope. But yeah, Godzilla. Godzilla was cool. But okay. yeah, I mean, the second Pacific Rim. I mean, we'll it, see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, they have John Boyega as lead. From Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that should be kind of cool. Yeah, that's dope. And that's I'm glad it. to see he's, you know, he's progressing and getting more roles. That's what's For up. sure. Um, have you seen uh, Captain America yet? Yes. Okay. Thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, Captain America was a thumbs up. Okay, tell me why. Real yeah. quick. Uh, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was dope just seeing everything. It did feel a little Avengers 3. Okay. But first of all, seeing my brother from Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> Wakanda, Wakanda. <laughs> That was dope. Okay. X-Men? Uh, X-Men I haven't seen yet. Okay. Yeah, every opportunity for some reason something comes up. Um, Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman, it was cool. Cool. Wow. The, I, I don't feel, I don't feel yeah. the energy, yeah, bro. Yeah, cool. Like, cool isn't like dope. Okay. <laughs> but Just like whatever. Yeah, like I don't know what it was. It, it was just a feeling that some of the, you know, some of the, the storyline, I felt like, and it, I understand they had to do a lot of heavy lifting in one film to conjoin like these two storylines, but it felt like a lot. Got gotcha. you. Uh, like it was a lot to digest. Like the Avengers is very like high level stuff. Or, of course. You know, all the Marvel stuff is very high level. Of course. But DC, since they're just, you know, trying to really make this another franchise that that whole justice league thing i felt like they had to do so much heavy lifting in batman vs superman that it, it was, watered it down yeah how'd you feel i kind of agree with you i'm fat i do agree with you i feel like i feel like the top half of the movie was great yeah. i feel like the, the 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 last scene the doomsday scene was a bit much <laughs> yeah because and low-key like some of the stuff low-key i almost walked out <laughs> when he uh when he was like rising up in the beginning <laughs> <And> like <laughs> like yo <laughs> That's, I almost walked out. I mean, it didn't even look right. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, like, the CG didn't look right. You yeah. know, so. But I mean, I, I felt like Affleck did a great job. Yeah, I thought he was. Um, dope. And I forget her name, but I felt like Wonder Woman was awesome. Uh, it's um, it's something Godot. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jill or Gal Godot. I yeah, believe she, it's Gal Godot. She was fresh to death. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't wait to see her join. That's why I know? think Wonder Woman might be stronger mm -hmm. as an independent film. One hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I, how you feel about Aquaman? Man, stop it, dog. You know you had that poster on your wall. <laughs> you don't know how to swim, man, but it's all good. Hey, it's all good, bro. Well, man, um, man, let's get into you, bro. So, yeah. so you have a brand called Hope and Hustle, man. Yeah. I want to, I want you to tell our listeners what that's all about, man. What is uh, Hope and Hustle? Okay, so Hope and Hustle, it's a lifestyle brand. It's something that was a uh, concept in when I was back in school. And uh, to be frank, my boy and I were struggling in our last year of school. And we needed something to motivate us. And so we, it actually used to write, you know, we're we going to hustle and we're going to hope we finish. And so, you know, something that we uh, did was we wrote that down and then we, we flipped it and you're like, let's hope and hustle. And it became like a brand name to represent everything that we did. So uh, once we started saying that, you know, that was our through line for all of our work, trying to, you know, be excellent at everything we did. And then we put it on T-shirts and people instantly resonated with it as soon as they see it like you don't have to explain hope and hustle you just say it right and, people and you get like, it yeah and you Man. get it and you understand the mantra and, and and if it applies to your life you recognize it and you use it right but i mean yeah on site you get it but man explain explain the dichotomy because i think even with a further deeper explanation like right. it even makes it more like attractive and valuable like right. 
go run it right i mean well so the two the word choice are it is very specific right so when we talked about hope we understood that you had to combine faith like your belief that you can do something with the actual hustle and muscle to get it done 100 right so so when we say hope and hustle we feel like you can't separate the two you right. can't just hope for you need things. both right. right right you can't just hope for things to happen and then no not do anything about exactly. it like it is not and then if you hustle aimlessly you know, if you don't have that belief that what you're doing is going to work, right. then, you know, you might be hustling backwards. So, gotcha. so when we combine the two, we realize that they have to be together. You have to have hope that you can have things that are unseen, things that you're not familiar with, things that seem unreachable and believe that it'll happen and then have the hustle to to go towards execute it, it. right Damn, that's powerful bro that's yeah. super powerful so we're trying to you know we're trying to put that on products now you can go to hopeandhustle.com that's where we have our products we're just starting out um but we have you know t-shirts and sweaters and things like that and you know we're eventually getting to the point where we create content to right. show the stories of people that reflect that like you're one of them you yes, know sir. like there, there's tons of people that have that same storyline that reflect the mantra so we want to put them out there got you so, so give me a little backstory about you, because I know you've worked in the entertainment industry right. and, the, and the ad world, yeah. ad world, like, and how how has those ex- how have those experiences helped kind of like prepare you to to manage and staff your own brand? Right, uh, I think I mean I mainly advertising. Advertising was the, my first step out of college, and that was the most uh, formative experience I had as far as career wise because I worked with a legend in advertising Jimmy Smith at a music oh, park yeah. entertainment. I mean I know Jimmy. Yeah, one of the dopest ever. You know, so I worked with him and just being able to like see how he did things hmm. and how he was able to say, you know what, that's good but be great. Okay. And, and that's great but be excellent. So he brought more out you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like he forced it. Like he he said that, you know, when you're right, because I was a writer man he said when you're writing like write it that first one may be good but you can do better no matter what yeah, even if it's already like great, great people love it right Try exactly again. do man. it better you know 100. and so you know when i was younger i didn't get it i used to get frustrated like but this one's good right you know but now i realize that as you know i'm building my own company and, and working at uh in an entertainment company as well in the nine to five that's something i do now you know so like it's the first thing i do you know like that's good but i know it can be better yes sir and i expect that out of everybody i work with i know people expect that out of me yes sir so what is the what does the next five years look like for hope and hustle uh the next five years the first i mean the first couple years we're trying to get the the apparel and products off and running um we read we read a lot of uh books about startups and how to you know create a startup that especially when you're working at the same time you know, you may not have the same amount of hours, you know, to put into it. So we're we're trying to be really strategic about how we launch on these next couple of steps. So once we do the apparel, then the next step is do the content. Once we do the content, the next step is to do experiences. Man. And so that'll okay. be that'll like be that. the, the triangle of, of Hope and Hustle. Okay. So tell tell the folks where they can find um, Hope and Hustle again. Yeah. You can go to hopeandhustle.com and that's where you can buy the apparel that's available now. And then uh, you can check back in and we'll soon have content living there as well. What about on the social side for Hope and Hustle? On the social side, on your Instagram as well, instagram.com slash hopeandhustle, or you can search us and follow us, please. Hey, yes, sir. This is a this is an awesome brand. Um, I've actually um, purchased a lot of the products. I love Thanks the concept. Um, it's something that's positive. Their, their brother's doing some great things in the yeah. community and it has a great message. So I would encourage everyone out there to support it. Um, and this is just a great a great person to know and Thanks, a great man. brother in general. And yo, know, I appreciate you having having you on the show, man. man like it it's been fun. a long time coming. And I'm glad you got to come up and, and talk technology yeah. with me. And uh, I'd love to have you back if you're coming back. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. So where can the folks find you? <laughs> they can find me, like I said, on Facebook. If you still have one of those, <laughs> you can find me on Facebook on the 
Jerome Monte, um, and then Twitter and Instagram, Rome is like, R-O-M-E is like. Okay, yeah, my man. You can find me. And the folks can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. Yeah. And as always, uh, thank you again, brother, and I appreciate no, everyone man. out there listening, and we'll see you next week on GNT. Peace. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.